<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, I'm Dr. Deepika Chopra. My passion, calling, and job is really all about blending together holistic practices with real evidence-based science to help people around the world cultivate more optimism, success, and resiliency. You won't want to miss this new podcast as you'll get to hear from elite athletes, recording artists, couples, and maybe even my toddler. So if you're into arming yourself with some new practical happiness tools, join me on Mondays for your morning optimism dose. Oh, and don't forget, things are looking up. Hi there, I'm Lauren McGoodwin with teammate Aaliyah Kamalova. Welcome to The Females, a podcast from Career Contessa that delivers helpful, actionable career tips and advice for women so you can be more fulfilled, healthy, and successful at work. Today's episode is focused on one thing that many of us have probably fallen victim to, which is the negative thought spiral. You know what we're talking about. It's that feeling when one thought or experience doesn't go away, but instead turns into a mountain of thoughts that makes you feel like you should just totally give up. Or maybe that's just been my personal experience with this kind of one thought leads to the next, to the next, to the next. Regardless of how your negative thought spiral starts, it's a very helpful tool to know how to stop it so that you can have more impactful parts of your day. So you're not just stuck on the same thoughts or thought spirals. To help us, today we're joined by Dr. Gail Saltz, a psychiatrist, psychoanalyst, columnist, best-selling author, and television commentator. Oh, and she has two great podcasts. One is called Personology, and the other is How Can I Help? And we'll link to those in the show notes. Dr. Saltz will help us answer two things on today's podcast. One, why do negative thought spirals happen in the first place? And two, her tips for how to stop your next negative thought spiral. And now this is The Females. Well, hi, Dr. Gail Saltz. Welcome to The Females. Well, thank you for having me today. Can we start with a brief background of what you do and how you've built your career and brand really as a mental health expert? Well, I am a psychiatrist. I'm a clinical associate professor of psychiatry at the New York Presbyterian Hospital, and I'm a psychoanalyst at the New York Psychoanalytic Institute. And many, many years ago at this point, I was in academic psychiatry and in private practice and very aware that stigma was so enormous that it, it was the number one reason, and, and it still remains the number one reason that people don't seek treatment. 
And that really the only way to try to counter that was some form of talking about how common it is and how many people suffer and struggle and educating people about the specifics so that they can recognize symptoms in themselves or in, in, in a loved one and know how and where to get them help. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like you had to become mainstream with TV and PR and press for people to get also more comfortable with these topics as well. Yeah. I mean, in the days when I was started doing this, really nobody was doing this. I, I guess I can't say nobody. Uh, Dr. Joyce Brothers was doing this, but in the area of psychiatry, as opposed to psychology, you know, I, a lot of the stuff I do now is, is certainly psychology, but, you know, really understanding mental illness and the neuroscience behind it, it really wasn't, was not spoken about. And um, yes, I had many interesting travails of being told what I could or could not say even sure. in, in the old days on the air, but that has really changed a lot. We have come a long way. We still have a long way to go. Let's turn our attention to one specific mental health challenge and the topic of today's episode, the negative thought spiral. So this is that feeling when one bad thought quickly turns into several bad thoughts. And then the next thing you know, you're feeling like paralyzed and anxious, um, among many other feelings. So why and how does this happen with negative thoughts versus positive thoughts, for example? Because I feel like if someone has a positive thought, it very rarely spirals into a million positive thoughts. It very rarely usually goes to like, well, this is why it's not going to happen or something. It it can spin out of control. Right. Well, I have a couple of different thoughts on that. Mm -hmm. One is that there are two sort of big arenas, I guess I'll say, of negative thoughts that go round and round, or you just have so many of them. One is called rumination. And it's often a feature of depression or, you know, sad feeling. And it is the pondering of of problems and bad things on and on and on. And it is a sort of one of several ways you may be thinking if you're depressed. Rumination is particularly common thought form when you're depressed. And so when you're depressed, you're obviously not going to be having positive thoughts in particular. The other is obsessive thinking, obsessional thinking, and it can be a feature of obsessive compulsive disorder, but it also can be just a function of almost any anxiety disorder that we have worry thoughts. What if some future bad thing happens? And that is the nature of the thought that loops around. And what keeps the loop going is that when you have that, what if X happens, and you, your tendency is to want to answer yourself, well, I'll do this or I'll do that. This is how I'll problem solve. This is what I think about. And in the moment, that thought, even if it's not a very good solution, relieves you a little bit. And that relief against such a upsetting thought in the first place provides a positive reinforcement for the original thought. So you say, why not positive thoughts? Because um, you don't have to answer, you don't need the relief from a positive Mm -hmm. thought. You're not going to have another thought that reinforces it positively and keeps it in place in the way that you do with an obsession. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. you could have a compulsion that relieves you that in in OCD and obsessive compulsory, you could have compulsion, a behavior that you do that relieves you in the moment of that obsessional thought and keeps the obsession in place. But Many people 
with all kinds of anxiety disorders and even OCD do all this purely with thought, not with behavior. And the thought that comes after is the thought that gives you the moment of relief that keeps that that thought in place and why you keep going around in a loop. Yeah, I really relate to this because I feel like my mom tells me all the time, don't borrow trouble before you have it. But borrowing the trouble (laughs) is exactly what you're saying. Like it it brings me a relief to think about what could go wrong and then have, you know, think about it ahead of time. So I guess, is that bad that I do like for someone who maybe does get the relief of kind of thinking about a worst case scenario or if this happens, what if is, is that a bad cycle to be in with yourself? So the answer is it depends on a couple of things. One is how much of the day are these thoughts intruding and disturbing you and possibly affecting your ability to function in work or in concentrating or in just being, you know, having a decent mood during the day or in your relationships. So if it's if it's intrusive, you know, and it, and it really is affecting things, then obviously I'm going to say the answer is yes. Mm -hmm. Evolution has set up that we should have some anxiety to warn us as a danger signal that there is something to do in the dangerous situation. And that's a good thing. So Mm -hmm. I don't want to say all future worries are bad. That's not true. So being alerted to something and then doing some problem solving around it, that's all fine and good. And in fact, a certain amount of anxiety makes us have better performance. Because if you're not anxious at all about the upcoming test, you're probably not going to study and you're probably not going to do well. Mm -hmm. So certain amount of anxiety to prepare for things or to do a certain amount of problem solving is fine and good. The problem is that for many people, even after they've done their problem solving, their actual concrete, I really have problems that I can work on solving. After that, they continue to have those obsessive thoughts Mm -hmm. anyway. And then they just keep having the thought spiral. That's not so good. And yes, to your mom's point, you know, many people suck up and let's say make very unhappy a lot of their life over things that will never happen. And they spend a good chunk of their life being, you know, immersed in that. Yeah. I'm thinking also about all the you know, women and and working parents out there during COVID who are having to think five steps ahead. And so there is sort of this balance of like, I have to overthink or think 10 steps ahead, but I also have to manage this negative thought spiral to your point about like, if it's impacting you, which yeah, it's hard to know. I mean, I'm not an advocate of like, stick your head in the sand at all. So I I don't want to, the problem is it, it can be difficult to tell. It, it mm-hmm. can be, you know, I mean, that is something that I try to help people do in the office over time. The thing is, when you have a lot of fear and anxiety, it revs up your sympathetic nervous system. That's the, the flight fight response. That's, you know, so you have a lot of adrenaline pumping and, and it, it kind of turns it on and it kind of turns off your parasympathetic nervous system, which is the relax and get things done one. And over time, you're, you're kind of what... They, this is a term often referred to in dogs or dog training, <laughs> you're stacking. Mm-hmm. You're, you know, you've already been revved up. And now the next thing that comes along that might've just pinged you a little bit, pings you more because you're stacking because you're already on alert. Mm-hmm. And so part of the goal of making the judgment about what's an obsessive thought and how can you 
you know, try to turn that off so that you can calm your system back down so you can, you know, respond to things when you need to respond to things, but not be in a constant state of I'm running from a bear all the time. (laughs) Yeah. Up next, Dr. Saltz will share her tips for how to stop a negative thought spiral. You know what can cause a serious negative thought spiral, a bad night, or really many bad nights of sleep. That's where our amazing sponsor, ZenFuel, comes into play. ZenFuel is a holistic wellness brand on a mission to make healthy living simple. ZenFuel's products are made from ethically sourced, all-natural ingredients. Their ingredients contain zero additives, and ZenFuel's founder traveled the world to source the most potent ingredients to ensure that each supplement is packed with ingredients that actually do what they say they're going to do, all without the fluff. I know that sounds crazy, but it's amazing for a supplement company for sure. So when I could not turn my brain off at night and I was rolling around in bed, I found ZenFuel's 100% natural sleep supplement, Zen Sono. Zen Sono not only helps me to relax and fall asleep, but it actually optimizes my sleep cycle to improve the quality of my sleep. Typically, I take Zen Sono an hour before bed, then curl up with a good book or a relaxing podcast before dozing off. Here's the coolest part. There are no chemicals in this sleep supplement, so I wake up refreshed and ready to take on the day. There's no grogginess or dragging or anything like that. ZenFuel is also well-known for their quote-unquote chill pill or what they call the Zen Chill. This stress release supplement is high on my list to start next to make sure I'm keeping myself ahead of any stressors. Right now, ZenFuel is giving you 25% off your purchase when you use the code FEMALES at checkout. Just go to ZenFuel.com, that's Z-E-N-F-U-E-L.com and use the code FEMALES for 25% off today. All right, one more time. That's ZenFuel, Z-E-N-F-U-E-L.com and use the code FEMALES for 25% off your first purchase. All right, now let's get back to the show. All right, Dr. Saltz, where should people start when it comes to stopping this negative thought spiral? And maybe to your point, maybe they they recognize that they're starting to stack and they're having this maybe unproductive anxiety and they're recognizing like, hey, I, I should probably cut this pattern off. What What's step one? Yeah. So people aren't going to like this because they they never do, Uh, because they really would like a concrete, if A, then do B. It's unfortunately a little murkier than that. But basically what I'm going to say is, if you're thinking a a what if thought, what if this catastrophe, catastrophe, then you have to think, okay, are there particular things that I can and want to do to try to problem solve? Now, make your list, do your stuff. Do what you think you should do is, is, is realistically viable to do. And then when you keep having that thought, even though you've done those things, that is the point at which you have to say, okay, I've done my problem solving. So these, this continued barrage of thoughts, they are anxiety thoughts. And what you're going to work at doing, and it does take work and over time, which is the part people really don't like, but um, <laughs> is you're, you can't push it away. Like, I just won't think about it. I can't think about it because the more that you actively push a thought away and say, I won't think of that, the more you think of it, that that's just a phenomenon of the brain. And if I say, don't under any circumstance, think about purple elephants. And I left you alone for 10 minutes. You would think for eight of them about purple elephants. (laughs) It's just the way it is. So you don't want to actively push it away, but you also don't want to answer it. And that's what the obsession is. You're answering it. 
So you're going to let it float there. You're going to accept that you have it. You're going to tolerate the discomfort of that, which it will be uncomfortable. It's kind of like imagining it is a cloud or on a cloud, the thought, and it's just floating there. And, you know, you're not going to get push it out. You're not going to bring it to you in an answer. You're just going to let it hang there. And over time, when you, and you can use distraction somewhat, you know, I'm going to go watch a funny movie or I'm going to do something that distracts me. But mostly you want to sort of actually be aware that it's there, but more in your periphery. Like you're driving the car. It's not in the middle of your windshield. You could see it out of your peripheral vision, but it's not smack dab in the middle and just let it be there. It's uncomfortable. You'd like to wipe it away. You'll, you'll tolerate that. You can tolerate that. Over time, when you do that, it, it breaks the loop because you're not giving it the positive reinforcement and the thoughts actually dissipate so that really over time, you just will have fewer of them. I'm thinking of, and Aaliyah, maybe you were about to ask this, but I'm thinking about when you said like, go watch a TV show, these things that we always talk about as being like, quote unquote, guilty pleasures might actually be things that are really good to break the pattern. And maybe you have to, like, do people have to practice to find what that item might be? Yes. And I don't want people to to buy too heavily into any one item because that can be your, your compulsion. <laughs> so um, it's, it's not, it's not, uh, you know, when you're really in a tough spot, really in a tough spot, some distractions, okay, it is. But if you want to actively work on this problem, and ideally, you get to a point where you're not using distraction, you're just letting it sit there and tolerating discomfort, because part of what is the treatment, if you will, is to, to learn that you can tolerate discomfort, yeah. you can tolerate a lot of discomfort. And the more that you do that, actually, the more that it dissipates, it's the, I can't tolerate this discomfort. I am so anxious about this thought. I have to answer myself. Mm-hmm. Oh, I feel a little bit better. Oh, okay. And that's the loop. So it, there is a certain amount of not distracting yourself so that you don't feel any discomfort. <laughs> there is a certain amount of tolerating it and knowing I, I can tolerate it. I don't have to answer. I just can be here. Mm-hmm. Let's take a quick break to talk about our crowd. Wish you were in early in some of the best performing IPOs of 2019 and 2020. Well, you can get into some of the best performing IPOs of 2021 with our crowd. With our crowd, accredited investors have access to invest directly, easily, and most importantly, early. Our crowd investors have benefited from our crowd companies IPOing like Beyond Meat or being bought by companies like Intel, Nike, Microsoft, and Oracle. So what makes our crowd different from other investment opportunities? Well, our crowd's investment professionals leverage their extensive network to review some of the most promising private companies and startups in the world. Their in-depth due diligence includes meeting with management teams and generally comprehensive vetting of deals they decide to make part of their own portfolio. Once our crowd has selected a deal, They offer accredited investors the opportunity to invest alongside them with the same terms, which is pretty amazing considering that it's hard to get into a lot of these deals, but with our crowd, you get in with the same terms that they have. You can join our crowd for free at our crowd, O-U-R crowd, C-R-O-W-D.com slash females and review the current deals. No payment is involved until you decide to participate in a deal. 
You'll also have direct access to our crowd's investor relations team, who you can talk to directly on the phone about your personal investment goals. The investment professionals at our crowd have already reviewed thousands of companies, invested hundreds of millions of dollars, closed investments in over 200 companies, and chosen dozens of companies that have made successful exits. Best of all, you can invest in what really matters to you. You can be part of something that you're passionate about from the ground up. Today, you can join our crowd's investment and future family, the fintech innovator removing the costs and complexity barriers of fertility care. As they transform the rapidly growing multi-billion dollar fertility care industry, yes, it's a multi-billion dollar industry, future families products give everyone the opportunity to build the family of their dreams. You can get in early on Future Family and other unique opportunities at OurCrowd.com slash females. So one more time, that's OurCrowd.com slash females. The Our Crowd account is free. Just go to OurCrowd, O-U-R-C-R-O-W-D.com slash females. I feel like this is so real when you're trying to go to sleep. Like, I feel like that's when yeah. you also don't have the distraction of like, yeah. I need to go to work. Because you have no distractions. Yes, exactly. exactly. And then even I think like I have a tendency that's like when I start just thinking about everything like good and bad before I go to sleep. You know, I feel like even in the past few years, there's been so many like apps and companies that are just built to like help you go to sleep just through distract. Yeah, through like <laughs> yeah. voice or like watching something. I yeah. saw an ad the other day yeah. for like a app that you can build landscapes, which I was like, I feel like that's counterintuitive. You're on your phone like screen, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's not full of concerning material. Like, you know, too many people watch the news right Mm -hmm. before they go to bed. That's probably not a good idea. You know, many people look at their emails. Not, not a good idea. If you relax your body, it does help relax your mind. There is a physiological loop. And in fact, many people with anxiety disorders really experience the anxiety in their body first, and then quickly come up with cognitive thoughts to explain what is happening in their body. And you don't experience it that way because it's so rapid. It feels like your thoughts happen first, and then you get your body gets nervous, but it's often the other way around. And so whether it's going to sleep or even managing an anxiety disorder, tools that help you relax your body and bring your norepinephrine level down and bring your heart rate down it helps your mind to not be as flooded with these thoughts. So before going to bed, doing like some deep breathing exercises or some progressive muscle relaxation. That's why some of these apps that do, that are sort of meditative or, you know, those kinds of things are helpful to turning your mind down. Um, Because otherwise, yeah, with, if you're, if you're physiologically revved, and you have no distraction, yes, as soon as your head hits the pillow, you start mm-hmm. thinking about these things. So if it happens while you're in bed, should you like get up and like lay on the floor and breathe or what happened? Because I find mine happens all of the time at 3 a.m., which is really irritating. Yeah. Well, that's just another form of the same thing. Like you woke mm-hmm. up and now yeah, they come in. So, I mean, different things are helpful to to people. I mean, first of all, Obviously, the better your sleep hygiene and better is the better things are in general. So that's, you know, a very dark room, a a cool room, a not having the clock facing you so that you can see it's 3 a.m. and I go, oh my <laughs> yeah. God, it's 3 a.m. and I'm not gonna go back to sleep. I'm gonna go back to sleep. I'm gonna be yeah. tired yeah. tomorrow. Or whatever. That's what happens, right? So have your clock facing a different direction, um, have it obviously be quiet, have a regular bedtime, have a regular get-up time, all the things that help you actually 
wake up less and maintain better sleep in general. But then having something that does help relax you. Yes, you can do progressive muscle relaxation lying down in bed. You can do paced breathing in bed, you know, any of those things. But what you don't want to do is start making a mental the list of all the ways you're going to fix all the things that you're concerned about at 3 a.m. Because then you're, you're just, you're doing the same thing. So things that help you to tolerate, I can lie here with this, with these thoughts, they'll float, you know, I'm going to do some deep breathing, I'm going to count uh, while I deep breathe. And, you know, th- those things are, are useful. Mm-hmm. So once you've sort of identified this like um, spiraling thought and then consciously decided to like tolerate and sit with it. Is there a way to like prevent like future ones from coming, if that makes sense? Like, because it seems <laughs> <Yeah>. like it's <laughs> an ongoing process for life. <laughs> well, no, that's not true. So hopefully, you know, the goal is that ultimately they dissipate mm-hmm. and not that you never have them, but that you have fewer of them, less intrusive, and you can tolerate mm-hmm. them. That's the sort of combo you're going for. And some people can work on this on their own. And some people need to see a therapist, mm-hmm. right? They need an objective outside person who knows the tools and can do it with them. And basically we're talking about sort of cognitive mm-hmm. behavioral therapy. And that is, you know, not a long-term therapy, but someone working with mm-hmm. you to implement. Yeah. That. I think a main takeaway for me with this advice too, is to reshape your expectations on the fact that they're not going to go away. Like to your point, learning how to tolerate them and being okay with knowing that they're going. I mean, I think sometimes just changing your expectation around like it's possible to get rid of this. And some people don't have these to your points. Like, no, they don't go away. You, you probably get better at managing them. So the difference between an obsession, obsessional thought and not having an obsessional thought is that you might think, what if I get hit by a bus crossing the street? And then you start thinking then the hospital bills would financially put my my family under and then we'd be out on the street and then my child would uh, fall apart and then, you know you would you would have your cascade and i might cross the street and think also what if i got hit by a bus tomorrow and then that thought would have come in and one second later it just floated away so people who don't have this problem have these thoughts they're just not right. sticky and it's the sticky thought that creates the mm-hmm. problem for you. It's the sticky thought that it keeps going around. What if I get by a bus? What if I get by a bus? What, what? And with all of the terrible things that happen as a result. So what? So yes, you're not going to ne- not have these thoughts, but you're going to move toward having them float away like they do for someone who it, the thought is there, but it's not obsessive. It's not obsessional. It's not in a loop. You didn't give it any reward. And no reward, we know over time, mm-hmm. things dissipate. So that's... That's really your goal. I want to take a quick break to talk about a new goodie I treated myself to pretty recently. In quarantine, I have become the queen of the messy bun, but I recently just got a little tired of that and decided I need to kind of pick up my look. That's why I decided to check out the Panasonic NA67 Nano Hairdryer. Let me tell you, it's as if I were blow drying my hair for the first time. With its oscillating quick dry nozzle, the Nano heats my hair gently without frying it out with its innovative back and forth moving nozzle. In the winter months, I know it can sound really counterintuitive to take a hairdryer to your head when you're already feeling so dry, but the Panasonic NA67 Nano uses its technology to draw moisture from the air and create a super fine, moisture-rich nanoparticles that penetrate every shaft of the hair. 
I'm no scientist, but my hair feels smooth, hydrated, and healthy. So I'm assuming this is all amazing stuff that's good for it. And I really cannot stop touching my hair. The Nano comes with attachments for every type of hair, a concentrator nozzle for precise styling, the oscillating nozzle for gentle, even styling, or even a full-size diffuser for styling wavy or curly hair. The Nano is the perfect styling tool for everyone in your house, if you feel like sharing it, of course. If you want healthy, smooth hair for your next video chat, shop now on Amazon for the Panasonic NA67 Nano hairdryer. The link is in the show notes, and I'm obsessed with this hairdryer. You're going to love it. All right, now let's get back to the show. So to wrap up, I mean, it is COVID. (laughs) We are in a pandemic. Any specific tips or advice around the negative thought spiral when we are in a really uncertain, unknown time um, and what to do? Yeah. Well, there's no question, but that there are very legitimate reasons to be afraid (laughs) right now. So being afraid of getting sick, losing someone, economic instability, systemic racism. I mean, it's a long list. And when there are legitimate dangers, let's say, it is going to raise your anxiety level overall. So there's no question, but that, you know, we're having a pandemic of mental health problems in addition to a pandemic of, of COVID. And I think it's really important for people to some degree to give, you know, cut themselves some slack that you, you know, I think everybody needs more self-care right now. Everybody needs some more coping tools. Everybody has to understand that Resilience doesn't mean there aren't problems. Resilience and that you're not suffering from them. It means that you're tolerating them and you've built coping tools in to manage and tolerate what's going on. So it is a really hard time. And, you know, people have to keep in mind that, you know, if you're having a lot of anxiety and a lot of these thoughts, you got a lot of company, but that doesn't mean that you can't do things to help yourself feel better, feel better. And, There are a lot of different ways to do that. We talked about today, those ideas, the practice of gratitude, you know, really naming three things that you feel grateful for each day, even if they're tiny, like that was a great cup of tea, like really doesn't matter how big or small, being out in nature, having a change of scene, whatever that may be, taking a walk, uh, connecting with others, getting social support from other people in your life by reaching out and saying, I am having a hard time. I'm so anxious. Mm -hmm. How about you? And having a discussion about it, just being able to talk about it makes a difference. So there are a lot of things that people can and should be doing, build up their toolbox to try to make this a less difficult time. But again, I don't want to be Pollyanna. Anxiety disorders were already the number one mental health diagnosis in the country. And Mm -hmm. there's much more now. So it is a natural process of the brain to want to say, danger, danger. Uh, what do I do? What do I do? I got a problem solve. So it's sort of hijacking our natural evolutionary process. That's expectable. And um, it doesn't mean something's horribly wrong with you. It means that you should attend to it and, and try to do things to make yourself feel better. Well, thank you, Dr. Gail Salt, so much for this helpful information. I think these are really good ideas. We'll also put a link to some mental health resources in the show notes um, because I think your first point about making sure like you could have, you know, obsessive compulsion or dealing with depression, like these are real. So we'll make sure there's a list of resources in there as well. Um, But thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Take care, guys.
Thank you for listening to this episode of The Females. If you like what you heard, please leave us a review. Not only does your feedback help shape the future episodes that we have on the show, but it also goes a long way in helping our show get recommended to new listeners. For more learning and mental health, be sure to subscribe to Dr. Gail Salt's podcast, Personology, and How Can I Help? We'll link to those in the show notes along with some other mental health resources. We'd also like to recommend our online course, The Confidence Crunch, which teaches you how to strengthen your confidence muscle in just 21 days with interactive exercises, step-by-step advice on how to follow a confidence calendar, and so much more. Enrollment includes lifetime access to the course, which we also made sure to link in the show notes. And last but definitely not least, don't forget that we have a really cool giveaway happening for only a few more days. It's just for our females listeners. The giveaway is the ultimate gift bag with over 15 career building goodies from female owned small businesses for a total value of over $800. Some of the items include the Pixie Mood Work Tote, the Hudson and Bleaker Garment Bag, Stephanie O'Connell's Statement Cards, tons of cool stuff in there. It's like the best little goodie bag. And what's even cooler is that some of these items are completely sold out. So you can only get them by winning this gift bag to enter, leave a written review on Apple podcasts about why you listen to the females or even something new that you learned from this episode. Make sure to leave either your Instagram handle at the end or your email address. So we have a way to contact you. If you win the giveaway runs till February 28th, 2021.